Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Raj Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Raj. It's so good to have you here. This week, we're talking about an important topic, and this topic is why don't people hire us? Now, if you're watching the pre-show, and we do the show live at noon Eastern Standard Time, uh, Video will take you to the YouTube channel, and I think one of the big things is not being prepared <laughs> And that was today's show. Uh, if you see the if you see the replay, you'll see the mess that it was. But we are underway, and we're sharing some really good ideas this week. I have a whole list of reasons why that people won't hire you, and some of them are not the things that you may be thinking about. Uh, it's there are you know it's there's so many. For example, years ago when I worked in retail, when I was just starting my businesses. I, I met a guy who really explained this well to me. And one of the things that we did on the sales floor was what's called a TO or a turnover. Maybe some of you are familiar with that if you, if you worked in some of those types of businesses. And what that means is that you would, you would, you would meet somebody in the store and you, know, you, you wouldn't connect with them. It didn't seem like they're going to buy from you. And you try to figure out what is it, what are, why are they not connecting with you? And then you would go to the manager and say, and maybe explain a few things, and then you'd send the right person over, maybe the specialist in the area that they were looking. If they're looking for something very specific, we had a, someone who's really good at selling that and had a lot of information, we'd send them over. But sometimes it was just as simple as they don't like bald people. A bald person could be someone in their lives and their past that did them wrong, and they don't like bald people, or they don't like people with beards, or a whole list of reasons that have nothing to do with you. So sometimes that is just the case. And sometimes, it's not sometimes, a lot of times as creatives, we're just not always confident putting our work out there, putting our stuff out there. Fear of rejection. And fear quite often stops us from moving forward in our businesses, in our creative businesses. So we truly need to step back and realize that sometimes rejection has nothing to do with you. But there are some things that you can think about and some ideas to consider. One, of course, we is the first one that we all talk about. It's obviously price. However, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is, is truly one of the biggest reasons why some people can charge more and others can't. And there, it, it really is a thing. And there are photographers who are totally based on price, and we call them commodity photographers or whatever. You could be a commodity writer or a designer because you're always going for the lowest price. And sometimes people are looking for the lowest price. And if that's the case, then obviously they're not looking for your specific style of work. They're just looking for the lowest price. And you need to weed those people out unless that's part of your Unless that's part of your plan, your business plan. I am looking for people who are looking for the lowest price. And that can be a business a business plan. And a lot of times that's more of a um, higher volume kind of a business. So you need to consider what type of a business, the way, why do you do what you do and the way you do it and the way you price things. Pricing is often a factor. But quite often, if people don't see 
what you're doing. They don't just don't see the value of what you're offering for the price that you are presenting. That's the, the, the bottom line. So you haven't done a good enough job. So you still have an opportunity when it comes to price. And when, you know, sometimes people do want a lower price and that's fine. But remember, when you, when you give people a lower price, take something off the table. In other words, if there's something you normally do for your clients or for your customers is part of your process, but they want a lower price, say, fine, I can do it and maybe have a threshold. Always set a threshold. I will never go below 10% or 20 or 25% of my standard rate. But if you do, this is what I'm taking off. Now, it doesn't have to be equivalent. You know, if the, you take up 25%, that doesn't have to be a 25% value thing necessarily, but you have to show that you're taking something off of the table. In other words, the person's not getting full value of what it is that they just want price. Okay, fit with their price, but you don't have to suffer for that. And that's that's really what I'm saying. Take Take the time to understand what it is the problem you're solving for that customer. And if it's price, you have a plan behind it. Now, the next thing, the next reason why people don't hire you is they don't trust you. It's a trust issue. Why is that? Well, we talked about that whole example of people who are bald or beards or whatever it may be, you know, dress a certain style. If you're a female, maybe it's a certain type of perfume or a guy, a cologne that reminds people of their past or something that just doesn't work. Maybe you have a certain look about you and that's not your fault. And you have to understand that sometimes that's what just happens. That's not always the reason, but sometimes it is trust makes all the difference in the world. And that's why branding works, where companies keep putting out their name in front of people, being in front of people. Networking works by going to networking events, whether it's online or off, and people continuously seeing your name and being connected to you. So if somebody needs your service and they've met you five times, and seem to have a good relationship with you, chances are they're going to hire you versus the person they've just met. Chances are, unless there's something else involved. But it comes to being familiar with that person and being familiar with with that brand and that company helps to build the trust. And so you have to understand that trust is an important part of getting people to hire you. So what can you do to help them, well, trust you more? And that's why testimonials work so well. Testimonials help people buy from you. It's a third-party confirmation. Yes, this person did a really good job. And you can put those on your website. Videos of people saying, yes, this is what happened. This is how it worked. And man, it was a great experience. And so that, that can be a way of building trust. Warranties can do it too. Uh, guarantees can help. Like, look, you know, one of the things that I do with my photography specifically is I, I like to develop myself as the low risk photographer, meaning if you don't like any of my work, unless there's some underlying big expenses, like we have to rent a location. OK, you're responsible for that. But you, know, you don't have to buy my pictures. You don't have to buy my photographs if you're not happy. Now, I have confidence and I know what I'm doing, and, and, and that rarely happens. It has happened. It has happened, 
But the neat thing about it is I can redo the pictures quite often. And that's what I do. Not always, not always, but sometimes people just don't like what you do or what you did. And sometimes, most of the time, they give you an opportunity to redo it. I had a situation really not that long ago. They did pay me and they did buy the pictures, but then later realized they really didn't like the photographs. And I said, well, hey, I want you to be happy. I'll redo them. And they didn't take me up on that offer. Whatever, whatever the reason may be, that, that's fine. It happens. But at least I was up front and, and hopefully, you know, at least kept the, the reputation even there. In other words, I, I offered them an opportunity and, and they didn't take it. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, we're talking maybe once a year something blows up and doesn't work very well. So trust is important. Not seeing the value is very common. Again, sometimes it's personality. Now, one thing when it comes to personality is, well, have you ever heard of the DISC test? And there are a number of personality tests out there. Uh, D-I-S-C. And you can look it up online, all capitals. It's a personality test. And I've actually taken it working with other companies. And sometimes, kind of going back to that turnover thing we did in the retail environment, sometimes different personalities just don't connect. Just like you know when you connect with somebody, you just know that this person's right. This person works. We, we, we have that. And sometimes it's important as part of your creative business plan is to try to figure out what is that personality? <laughs> what is it that... Um, that you know when you walk into a room and you see that person like, yeah, that's, that's my kind of person. We're going to connect. Try to figure out what that is and understand that. And then when you have that, maybe that personality of a person that you know always, every time, it never works out. Well, sometimes you can decline <laughs> that business ahead of time rather than suffering through the problem you know you're going to have because you know... Most of the time, once in a while, you're surprised, but a lot of times you're not because you just know that personality. Often, that customer who just wants the lowest price, sincerely, you know, they're not loyal to you. And, and the fact is, they want the lowest price. They're just going to go, you're going to work all, and, and they're going to make you work harder. They're going to want the lowest price, make you work harder, and then when it's time that they need more or another opportunity, what are they going to do? Go to the next person who has the lowest price. There's no loyalty among people generally for the lowest price unless you keep offering them the lower and lower price. And that's why that last thing is so important that I'm going to share with you that really does help you keep that price up and their relationships are better and people just, just pay you because they, they respect you. They appreciate you. They don't look at you as a commodity. There's a relationship there that they, again, have all these elements that I'm talking about when I talk about trust and seeing the value and personality and all that. Okay, this is a big one too. This next thing, they don't have, you don't have what they're looking for. And for many creatives, that has to do with style. It's style of what, what you're doing. You probably have a specific style of writing or or creation. And that's just not what they want. They thought maybe you were. They referred to you possibly as an option, but you, what you're doing isn't exactly what they're looking for. It doesn't mean you're bad. And it's okay. Say, well, thank you very much. And you can always ask, so what kind of style are you looking for? And maybe you can, you can 
just refer them to another artist that you know, another creative that you know. And then you can build that network of creatives who know each other, say, oh, when they have an issue where they know that they're looking for a specific style, they can refer you and you can refer to them. And that can really help. And you can keep people in that network. And I've done that a lot through the years as a creative professional. It makes a big deal. So understand that not everybody wants your style. That's why pre-qualifying people is so important. Pre-qualify them before you go any further. Ask them good questions. Ask them the questions that can give you a sense of who they are, the red flags that may or may not happen, you know, come up that you know it's just not going to work out. So one of the biggest things that you can do as a creative is think about how you communicate with your with your clients. And uh, Laura chimed in during uh, our in-between segment or kind of a breakout moment and was talking about how she had she lost a client she lost a big client that's always a bummer and it was to somebody who's less expensive now i don't know her full situation so i'm not assuming anything i'm just talking about what i've seen out in the world is that sometimes we get a good client especially one that just keeps sending us checks or keeps hiring us regularly and we don't communicate well with them they we just kind of take them for granted and I've done that in the past where I just had a client that kept going, kept going. Then one day I didn't, you know, less than they're gone. What happened? Where, where, where'd they go? And they just found somebody else who they maybe connected with better or, or was cheaper or whatever it may be, where the clients that I have learned, and, and I've learned to do a better job, and believe me, I am not great at this. I have clients that I probably need to follow up on that are still regular clients, but I probably need to... During these COVID times, obviously, you're not taking as many people out to lunch and connecting as as well as you used to. But the thing is, you have to keep that communication going and hopefully allow you to see those red flags in terms of maybe they make an offhanded comment about price, you know, or that they haven't heard from you in a while or that, you know, have you seen this style over here? These kinds of things happen, and quite often you will hear those little signals in the background, but it takes a lot of regular communication and staying in front of people. And that's that retention part. And having a plan around retention is important because you don't want clients to die a slow death. And I'm as guilty as anybody through the years of letting that happen. So Take the time to have a retention campaign to keep your business going, your clients in in the loop, because it does make a big difference. So, all right, time. How long have you been in business? Quite honestly, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter for most creatives, but some people care. Some people do care how long you've been in the business. I don't, I, I say never, ever Use that as your lead. Hey, I've been in the business 30 years. Well, yeah, it looks like it. Your work looks that way. <laughs> you've never evolved. <laughs> you know, so how long you've been in business means nothing. It really doesn't. Now, for some, like a warranty and, and guarantee and saying, hey, you, you're, you didn't just start yesterday. Yes, there is some, back to that trust element, there is some part of that, especially if you, you know, you, you're having that, maybe that second tier conversation. But most people are going to hire you if you have a 
excellent portfolio, a beautiful portfolio that is exactly what they want. You've only been in business for a year and you're up against people who've been around for 10, 25 years, whatever, and your portfolio beats them and you've only been in the business for a year. They don't care. They just want to make sure that you can follow through. So maybe show some examples of some recent customers that are happy. Again, testimonials work really well. So those are some things for you to think about. But time is rarely the issue and isn't really a marketing thing. It's more kind of, again, that guarantee, warranty department that maybe, you know, maybe it can add a little trust foundation underneath you. But it's not, it's not the most important thing. It's, it really is your portfolio. It is relationships. It's communication. And all of that leads up to the last thing. And that is branding. It is your brand. And it has become more and more of a conversation the last few years. I've seen more and more kind of marketing people talking about this. That you know your brand is your reputation. And if you have a reputation... As we've talked about recently, look, you show up on time. You get the work done on time. You do what you say you're going to do on time. And at at budget, it makes a big difference. And that's part of your reputation. The type of work you do is part of your reputation. That's your brand. That's Your brand is your reputation. And so you need to cultivate that and do things to improve, continuously improve your reputation. And we can go back through this list. Again, going back to communication really helps your brand. It helps that that communication builds the trust. It, It helps to add the value. And, you know, again, when it comes to personality, those are the things that you'll just have to keep an eye out for and know that, look, maybe you can test the situation and say, okay, I understand this may not work uh, if you want, if you really need the work, but realize it may go away. Or, you know, see if you can't just say, learn how to say no when you run into the people that based on experience don't work for you. And then you can spend all your time and effort on the people that do work for your business. I mean, a lot of times we have clients and I, I have clients that, I usually say no, but sometimes some clients, it seems like a good opportunity. I'm going to give it a shot. And they end up working out quite often, but some of them, they really end up taking up a lot of my time and my energy. And I'm not given the time and energy that I need to give to my best clients. It's amazing how that works. So you really have to lay all that out and start to think about Where do you want to put your priorities? Because if you take on too many clients that honestly don't connect with you, it's going to hurt that most important element, the branding. And your brand will cut through that commodity element as a creative professional. Because if you're going after the lowest price, rather than building your brand, I mean, again, I talk about photographers all the time. Some photographers charge really cheap prices, and some will charge $10,000, $15,000 a day and say, what's the difference? Their brand. They've built the brand. They've built a brand in which people are willing to pay those prices rather than chasing after the lowest price. So why won't people hire you? Quite simply, there are a number of reasons, but I think certainly trust and communication are the most important things. And ultimately, your brand is what it comes down to 
do people believe and see value in your brand and are they willing to pay for it? And again, I want to go back to that whole price cutting thing just briefly. If, if people are asking for a lower price, you take something off the table. There's nothing wrong with bringing your price down as long as you're not uh, cutting into, you know, in other words, you're not paying to do the work. <laughs> I mean, that can happen. I mean, that's when you get into scope creep and things like that. And that's something you, you should look into. And I have a couple of videos on scope creep. So check that out if you, you're wondering what that is, because that can really hurt you. It, it really can take down your profit and take a business down if you're not careful of it. But ultimately, there are most of the reasons, uh, a lot of the reasons, are things that you can help prevent. And some of them you can't because it is just, it's just not, not a match. And don't take it personally. And I know a lot of us as creatives take it personally. Don't do it. Just give great communication and attention to the people that are providing you work. Sometimes you need to fire the people who are taking all of your time and effort because they don't appreciate and see the value and try to cut off early on. Remember, that interview process is a two-way street. Yes, you want new clients. However, sometimes you just have to say no too. And it's really going to make you a better business person and your creative business much stronger. We'll talk to you next week.